There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Taste of Taylor. It's my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. Literally, your girl is going on hour like four and a half of audio today, but I got it in me. I can get it up because I got my girl, Ellie Lee. Hang out with me. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Ellie Lee, I miss you so much. I could yeah. cry. I could I know. Cry. I feel so, like I haven't seen you or been in your presence for like years. So Ellie and I first met, oh my God, like five to six years ago on a panel Mm -hmm. with like 11 people in the audience. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we met through my friend and your former coworker, Mashup Nicole, who's now on Sirius XM, Mm -hmm. is still on there. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so we were to the panel that um, she set up for us and we like clicked, but that was kind of like it. And then I left uh, and you left around the same time. And I happened to leave with my girlfriend, though, Taylor. Right. And we ended up at the same subway platform. And then you came over and you're like, wait, you have a girlfriend? And I was like, ah. And at that point, I think we were kind of like on the mega DL. Mega DL. I was. I had not come out to my radio audience at all. Right. My parents and I were like kind of in a weird place over it. So it was like super, super hush hush. Mm -hmm. So I was like kind of freaked out when you came over. But you were like, oh, my God. I honestly, I don't like the many people. But like you are fucking cool. And now this makes you even cooler. Let's be homegirls. And so that's how we became friends like literally literally literally. and then we like fell off for a while Mm -hmm. and then and then what happened you came on my radio show yeah you asked me to the taylor stricker show yeah you asked me to co-host on some mornings and that's how i came on and we like rekindled our you know friendship and our, our chemistry and everything like that and you know we were born again we were born we were born again christian again um and then and then didn't you like you were leaving the show one day and you were going to get like a wax or something and the oh, woman yeah. who was waxing you what oh my was god. that oh my god okay so <laughs> i did this fundraiser and basically this woman that uh does laser hair removal right she she, she had uh you know put up her services for it and i won it or and i talked to her and she was like come in and we were talking she was like where are you coming from and i was like oh my friend she does this radio show and so she asked me to be a co-host so i did that this morning it was so fun blah blah, blah. and she goes oh i never listened to a 
radio and I was like oh no I get it like you're like a New Yorker and she goes but she goes back in the day when I used to drive a lot she goes I would listen to this one girl and I was obsessed with her and I loved her so much and I literally as soon as she said that I had like this feeling I was like this bitch is about to say Taylor but but then in my head also I was like this there's no way that she's gonna say Taylor like I'm sure there's a lot of women out there who have like great uh whatever radio shows like yourself she goes Taylor Strecker and I literally she was waxing me and I uh, lasering me and I go stop and I literally <laughs> look at her I go did you just say Taylor Strecker and she's like yeah oh my god I love her she's like like I miss her so much I used to listen to her every morning I was like that is literally the show I was just on and she was like she couldn't believe it and I couldn't believe it it was like this really like the synchronicity kind of moment going on it was crazy and then I was like dude just go and subscribe to her show now it's only like five night I don't know how much it was but I was like yeah 695 I was like it's only 695 I was like do it I was like she's gonna be obsessed with you and then I told her the next time I went to get laser and I was like we talked about you on the show she's like oh my god now I gotta subscribe so I hope she's a subscriber yeah me too and if yeah. not she can just she can listen to taste of taylor for frizzle oh and so it's crazy like yeah. I, mean, I have so much because i mean when i was at serious dude we had like i'm not joking at least five hundred thousand listeners a day more like millions mm-hmm. and so when i got fired you know i like of course when i started my own radio show i was like we're gonna have a hundred thousand subscribers yeah 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 <laughs> No, but I mean, we do pretty good. I got to say, I'll, I'll give us a pat on the back for that. But like, but you know, it is crazy because when you are taking off a platform, a lot of people like love a show, but they don't really know where to go or to mm-hmm. find people. And, it, and even in the world we live in with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and like just so many different avenues and channels, I still, I have been, it has been like three or four years since I worked at Sirius mm. and I still get people reaching out to me being like, where are you? I miss your radio show. It's really interesting. It's That's crazy. so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Well, it's kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like our friendship, right? You people go in and they go out and they, mm-hmm. but they always come back. They yeah. always circle back. Yeah. So, true. So you were on the radio show and mm-hmm. we were like, I mean, you were a very regular co-host. Yeah, dude. Uh, no, honestly, shout out to the Taylor Strucker fans that uh, that followed me after the shows because your fans, and I tell you this a lot, they are so sweet and they're they're really interactive, which is what something I really like about them. Like they're always yeah. messaging me. They're like, I met you on the show. I got to know you through the show. I really like you. And so like shout out to all of them because they're really like some of my favorite people that follow Aww. me. The Hey Girl, Hey Girls. Yes. Uh, they're, shout well, out. they're called little effers, but if you see them or they see you and they hey girl, hey you, you know uh-huh. what's up. You know what time it is. Gotta, gotta, so, gotta. So anyway, so Ellie was like on the show and then she came to me and she was like, I'm moving to LA. And I was mm-hmm. like, no. But yay, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. And you've been in LA like doing your thing. And you actually, another small world thing mm. was that after, you know, Tay and I like had our subway moment with you and we're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, we got to hang out with Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, Tay like was Instagram stalking you as she does. Mm-hmm. And she realized that yep. you were dating mm-hmm. her little sister's friends, like ex-boyfriend that yep. she actually had hung up with the Met. So yep. we're, that, that was like totally small world stuff. So you actually moved out to LA with him. Yes. And then I was on your Instagram recently yeah. and I saw all these things about you being single. Yeah. And then recently I was like, wait, this bitch is in New Jersey. And I was like, I gotta get Ellie Lee back on the podcast because what the fuck is going on in your life, queen? Yeah. So tell me, catch me up. Okay, four-year relationship, very serious. We had a dog together. We lived together the entire four years. You know, we were partners. You know, I'm in my early 30s. I'm not, like, trying to fuck around over here. 
and we got to LA last July. And as soon as I got there, Taylor, I literally started freaking out because I was like, oh my God, like I'm actually in LA right now. And like, you know, when you're in New York, you always think like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that LA move. But actually the fact that I did it, it really hit me that like, I'm here to like really make a name for myself and like do something for myself. So, uh, you know, uh, here we go. But I was freaking out about that. And I reached out to my friend and she's like this girl that I really respect. She Mm -hmm. lives out here in New York and she's like very spiritual. And she's like, I was like, I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. Can you help? help me and she was like listen to this lady named Lacey Phillips and start following her program so like I just started like listening to this woman and she's all about like you know discovering your self-worth and like self-love and like really healing all this shit inside of you that you know I will say Ellie even before you moved out to LA you were doing these like Tuesday inspirational things on your Instagram and so you are a very spiritual person you always have been like you're very you're very funny you're very gorgeous you're very talented so I think sometimes when you see all those things like you're like you don't necessarily go humor spirituality that makes sense you know but you really are like like you've always been very spiritual and very like wise beyond your years so I'm not surprised that you were drawn to something like that oh thank you thank you uh yes so then when I started doing all this like internal work I realized that I I honestly I was a mess and I was like super codependent in this relationship I realized I didn't know who I was outside of it and I think that in many ways we had reached a friendship more than a a partnership more than a soulmate thing more than like a twin flame kind of this love crazy thing we were really just best friends and Mm -hmm. I think I had to really make a decision for myself do I want to keep being in this or do I want to start leveling up and start really discovering who the hell I am and figuring out like what's going on with me because I had no idea how to start even like working on myself so we broke up basically as soon as we got to LA and then we lived together for five months shut the fuck up well that was the thing because I said Tay I think that they moved out there together and I think it was both for both of their jobs I know that Mm -hmm. you had like a couple of massive things that were going on so you went out there Mm. but I I was like he's also in the industry too so I think that they both went out there together but that is like it's abnormal to see somebody move across the country and then you know not be together anymore so I have to really give you fucking props because especially honey right now during these quarantining times Mm. uh, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Butler or Jay Cutler they just fucking they just got divorced I I mean I saw that coming for a long time I feel like me too, honey. I saw it before they even got married. Yeah. But like, then even like, well, Jesse J and Channing Tatum, like they broke up in quarantine. But like, I, I'm, I'm always like, damn, a quarantine breakup. That's some serious shit because like mm-hmm. we're fucking quarantined. Mm-hmm. But for you, I feel like like, yes, quarantine is way more serious. But moving across the country, like that takes a very strong person mm. to be able to say like, this is not helping my personal growth and mm. I need to do this for me, especially, I mean, it'd be so easy to just be complacent mm-hmm. and just say, you know what? It's fine. It's no big deal. It works for me. I am codependent and part of my codependency is staying in this relationship. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who's listening, who's maybe questioning their relationship hardcore right now, mm-hmm. especially because of the quarantine, Mm-hmm. what would be some advice you would give to them to to get the courage to do something like that because you girl I mean I got a divorce and I was not happy with the family relationships I had through his my marriage to him I didn't get along with his family they didn't like me I don't like them it's really that simple um and I was like this I had to spend my fucking life with these people okay because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, 
I can't do this shit. Yeah. So that's really what motivated me was anger. But I will say, you know, it was, I mean, it was an easy life. There was, you know, I had financial security. He was actually a pretty nice guy. Mm. Like, you know, it was like he wasn't mean to me. It's not like we fought, we bickered, but we didn't fight like crazy. Mm. Mm. I could have easily stayed forever, mm-hmm. I guess is my point. But I realized mm. I want You chose more. you. You chose yourself. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So how, so what's your advice to people? Or like, or how do they know that what they're feeling is actually yeah. that they need to move on and grow and yeah. not just that, you know, they're like annoyed by their partners breathing during quarantine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, you know, within yourself, if you're already starting to ask yourself questions like, could I see myself without this person? You know, uh, would I be happier if I wasn't in this situation? I think if you know for a long time that those things are coming up and what you're doing is trying to like cover them up because you don't want to face like the demon of the idea of you being alone and you being single, those are the signs. And those are, that's like your intuition speaking, being like something isn't right here and I need to make a really hard decision and I have to choose whether or not I want to make that decision for myself or to just stay in something. And let me tell you something, Taylor, a lot of people stay, a lot lot. of people stay because of fear of complete fear. But I think what we forget as humans is that fear is the reason why we live. You know, that's what, that's what makes us chase for something. That's what makes us stronger. That's what makes us more resilient. And so when I had to face like a four year relationship, like bitch, I'm 32, you know, like, you know, the eggs are dying as slowly we get older. Okay. (laughs) It's it's not an easy ride up in this bitch. So me leaving this relationship, there was a lot on the line. And I was like, no, I am more important and my discovery and who I am and who I could be. And then the love that I know that I um, am so deserving of, I'm going to go chase that because that's what I want my life to be like. And so making that decision was fucking hard and are the next five months when we lived together that was not a walk in the park that was okay let's talk about that living with your ex so i live with so when i so i i like you was the one that kind of said this relationship isn't working for me Mm -hmm. sometimes i think we think we break up with men but sometimes i think men make us break up with them so Mm -hmm. kudos to them for being so sneaky good job guys good job job, guys well played well played Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but then but so i was the one that was like i said to him you know I think I want to like, not, I think you're going to get served with papers tomorrow. (laughs) We're getting a divorce. And he went like this. I'm blindsided. And I said, blindsided. (laughs) I've had sex in a million years. And I keep saying, I'm going to divorce you. So anyway, so he was in shock just because I I don't think he thought I would have the balls to do it. Mm -hmm. I think he knew I wasn't happy, but he's like, she's not good. She's just, she's just bluffing. And then when I was like, no, for realsies, I think he was like, fuck. But he was basically like, you know, a couple days later, he was like, um, Thank you for doing what I didn't have the courage to do. So I was like, that made me feel good. Cause I was like, okay, so we're both on the same page here that this is working for us, mm-hmm. you know, and that made me feel great. But then it was like, we're going to be as amicable as possible during this breakup, which everybody tries to do. Jay, Jay Cutler and, um, and Kristen Cavallari just said it. They're, they're, they were like, we're going to be amicable throughout this process. 12 hours later, she like charged him with like marital malfunction or something like oh that in corporate and court papers, like something savage. So that lasted not even 24 hours. Yeah. Um, but we had full intentions of being amicable. So we were living together and I said, listen, I'm going to move out. Mm-hmm. You get to stay in the place, even though your family's in Jersey. So you could just move in with them. I don't know what the fuck I'm the one moving, but whatever I'll move. And so, I was looking at places, but we were like living together. So initially he gave me the master bedroom because yes, I was rich when I was with him and we lived in a fucking mansion. Plus. 
was I was a rich person. Was oh, I heard the was. I heard the was. <laughs> Um, so basically, um, he gave me the master cause he was a gentleman. I will mm-hmm. give him that. Mm-hmm. And he took the guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And then I should have stayed married and he had just had a girlfriend on the side. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty ideal, bro. I know. Right. Fuck. We got to change the way we approach relationships in this country. So anyway, so, and then I started like staying out with friends and like sleeping on couches because I just didn't like coming home and seeing him because it was so weird. Mm-hmm. So then I gave him the master and took the, and took the guest room and then things just really went downhill from there. And I had mm-hmm. to like sleep on couches and stuff for a while because it just was Damn. so, it was impo- yeah. truly, it was impossible to live with him because every night it was like, he would go out with friends, I go out with friends, we'd come back, we'd been drinking and then we would like argue about like yeah. this, that and the other. And I'm like, this is so pointless. Oh man. So we lasted like maybe two weeks living together wow. post breakup. We were horrible. Damn. But how, how was it for you? It was really hard. It was really, really hard. I think that he and I were not only adjusting to a new city together, together but alone, but also uh, really realizing that this was over and this was a decision that I made. And I think there was just a lot of mixed emotions going on on a daily basis. So it really, it was, it was fucking hard, but we have come to a place right now where we were in a really bad place, like a really bad place where I was just like, I fucking hate this dude. And now, (laughs) and now we're at a really good place. He was there for me during like a really rough time this year. And, uh, we just kind of mended and now we're friends and, you know, we co-parent a dog, so it's cool, but Dude, do not live with your ex after you break up. Like, make no. it, cut it clean as as perfect as you can and walk the fuck away. Because that shit, it, it, it's hard on the soul. So then you were living on your own in L.A. for how long? So I was living on, yeah, until COVID hit. I was probably three months. Three months. Mm-hmm. Damn, damn. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hits. Mm-hmm. And so now you're in New Jersey living with your parents, right? Yeah, so I came, so, so basically... So basically, Taylor, (laughs) (laughs) life, yeah, life, the last, my journey in LA has been the hardest season of my life. Uh, I've been broken, bro. Like I have been broken and I think I was pushed out there so that like just universally, I can just really find myself and like find independence within myself and like learn how to survive on my own. Mm -hmm. And it's been really hard. And I haven't like booked a job in literally almost nine, 10 months. Like I had like gigs here and there, but nothing steady. And like a job that was supposed to come through, like got taken away. So it was just like, it was just one heartache after one heart after another and I was doing it alone in Los Angeles so it was just uh, it was like a triple whammy like I went like I had some really dark days oh lord Jesus girl okay so so then you start working on your spirituality because of all of this yes so but I was you know beaming also because I was starting to love myself understanding my self-worth like really oh my god what's that feel like girl I have the lowest goddamn self-esteem on the fucking face of the planet which I'm telling you it's so sad and I'm aware of it so it's weird because I think that a lot of your followers don't think that about you and I think that when you say that they think that you're kidding but like when I actually talk to you I know that you do actually feel very insecure in some areas but you are such like a confident like the reason why people love you is because you've got this power about you you know that right 
I, I, you know, honestly, I, I, I don't know. I don't get why you're listening. I don't get it. I, I just say bless and thank you. I know, I know. But like, that's the thing is, I think that that's, well, the same with you. I think it's what keeps you motivated and moving is like that kind of self doubt. So in the type of industry we're in, self doubt is almost like a driving force behind us trying to achieve things, but it's also like a really sad and like empty existence. So it's, it's, it's about like working in a, you know, working in an industry like we work in that is so just, isn't it ironic that people who are so like hard on themselves and like lack such self-esteem and lack such self-love are drawn to an industry so people can tell us that they love us Yo, right it's insane <laughs> but then Taylor. it's so brutal and and, and it's, it's actually an industry where people just constantly shit on you and tell you how yeah. much you suck yeah this episode of taste of taylor is brought to you by caliper cbd a better way to consume cbd Caliper believes that everyone deserves a simple way to feel better. But unlike CBD oils, Caliper CBD powder is completely tasteless and mixes easily in any food or drink. Yeah, genius. Yeah, no more weird taste, oily residue, or that mouth feel. Plus, I love this, there are precisely 20 milligrams in each packet of Caliper CBD, so you never have to question how much CBD you're taking again. Let me tell you one thing. Your girl's not good at measuring and mixing. And Caliper CBD is clinically proven to be superior to standard CBD oils. Why, you ask? You absorb 450% more CBD with Caliper CBD powder. I mean, hello. And Caliper gives you all the benefits of CBD in just 15 minutes, which is about twice as fast as CBD oil. And let me tell you, when I'm feeling stressed and I need to feel calmed down, that 15 minutes makes a world of difference. So I start to feel just like I'm getting a little bit overwhelmed um, and I'll just take Caliper CBD powder. I'll put it in my coffee, tea, a smoothie, food. It doesn't matter. It goes in anything. And it just makes me feel like, Oh, you know, you know, I can just finally breathe out and just feel calm and just kind of feel that stress just melt away. Plus, Caliper CBD comes in affordable 10 and 30 count packs and you can get started for under $20. So what are you waiting for? Get 20% off your first order when you use promo code Taylor at trycaliper.com slash Taylor. You can also try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you a full refund. Again, that's trycaliper.com slash Taylor. And you guys don't forget to use that promo code Taylor, because not only does it get you 20% off your first order, but also you show some love and support for Taste of Taylor. So use that code, T-A-Y-L-O-R. And now back to the podcast. No, literally, literally every meeting I would take in LA, I would walk out and be like, okay, so I hate myself. <laughs> I suck. Dude, like, it's insane. It's like, why do we do this to ourselves? And th- But I think that's something that I really admire about you is that I feel like you've really created and cultivated something that is completely your own and nobody can take it. And that's like a really powerful thing. And I feel like in this moment of my life, that's what's something I need to do and take ownership of it because I'm really tired of being at the mercy of everybody else's hands and like saying yes or no. Am I good enough? Am I this? Am I that? It's just, it's too much. It's too much. Well, I'm saying you are more than good enough. You are fucking like, you are just so goddamn talented and funny. Mm. I swear to God, your Instagram videos, girl, you are just like, you're you're dancing. You make me laugh out loud. Not a lot of people make me laugh out loud when I'm on Instagram. And most people make me very annoyed and angry and I want to punch them in the face. (laughs) But like you I live for your Instagrams. You are so fucking funny between you. First of all, dancing. 
are you are you on TikTok? Because you better be. Yeah, bitch. yeah, I'm on I'm on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what wait, what's your handle on TikTok? My which is my Instagram name, L E Y J Lee. L-E-Y-J Lee. Yeah. Um, you, girl, you are a gift. You, you can move. And the girl. faces you make, that stank face, I can't. I can't. Girl, you know, my secret dream is to be a, a like a hip-hop dancer. That's like my you dream. You are lying to me. That's like my dream. One of my dreams. I would I'm gonna, love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out a way to make this dream come true. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a work wanna, my magic and we're going to figure this out. No, Taylor, can we pitch it to like some kind of like a digital thing, like to like a bustle yes. or some stuff? Like, That's make literally me, what I'm thinking. Make yes. me into a hip-hop dancer in 30 days. Yes. Like, come yes. on. Yes, girl. I got you. And the thing, too, is I fell into the idea of of owning my own content because Sirius ripped mine away from me. You know what I mean? Like, I would have never had the balls to be like, I'm yeah. feeling independent. It was just like a way of being like, I got fired from my high profile job yeah. that actually was more smoke and mirrors than it was. Like, it looks so much mm. cooler than it really was. Mm. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to try to do this independent thing. I have been toying with the idea, mm. like, you know, a few years before I got fired about like having my own content, but also working with Sirius. Mm. And then when they pulled the plug, I was like, well, this is the only route, really. Actually, mm. that's a lie. I tried to go back with like big media again mm. and they were like, oh, my God, yes, we love you. And then nothing. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm here. I'm ready. Yeah. It's it really it, it, it's so crazy. So I'm like, fuck it. I went independent. And we are in times now where like actually being owning your content and being an independent mm. type of talent, mm. that's now becoming like the goal and like the industry is also now catering to it and supporting people. I just had a meeting with this amazing company. They're called On Location Live. They're so fantastic. Mm. And I, I, I did some um, happy hours um, just to like with my co-host from the Taylor Strecker show. And I wanted to do it so for the audience so, that, so they could actually like watch us mm. for an hour, like record like what we do normally behind like, you know, a microphone with no mm. video. Mm-hmm. And um, and they were like, you know, they're just so awesome. But like their motto is like that, that of course the talent owns their content, you know, mm. like, duh, it's their fucking content. Mm. And so I think we're moving in a time where this is like, like 50 years ago, if the industry said, nah, you are fucking toast. Mm. But now, if you believe in you, and and guess what, Ellie? I know some people. So, girl, <laughs> we are going to do this because you are just so, you are such a bright, shiny star. And I oh. can't let you let L.A. beat you down because, bitch, I can't even spend a week out there without crying every single I know, day. I and know. I'm so, what is it about L.A.? I maybe don't this is know. Like, it's something maybe about this L.A. Is, Maybe this is an East Coast, like, we are both born and bred. So you're a Jersey girl. I'm a Boston yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. By the way, I live in Jersey City now. I moved to Jersey Shut City. Shut up. Shut yeah. up. Wait. Yeah. Seriously? So you have swear, space. Swear to God. So yeah, because it was, it was like literally eight times the space for like $500 extra dollars a month. Ridiculous. Wait, wait, but what about your studio? Bye. Oh, oh. Uh, for the Taylor Shecker show? Yeah. Well, it, that's still there. But right now, I mean, I, I, for, before the before the pandemic hit and quarantine, I was just commuting from Jersey City uh, on the path train. It's oh, okay. Easy peasy. It's easy. Like that's half easy. an hour. Yeah, that's it's easy. So, so, super easy. So what? You but, love um, JC? Fucking love JC. Wow. All day. I will be a Jersey girl. I gladly. Wow. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Ellie. I'll tell you the truth. When I have to write down my address and I have to write New Jersey and <laughs> J, I'm like, oh. But that's just because I'm a New Englander. And for some reason, we have a thing with New Jersey. Everybody has a thing with like against New Jersey. I get it. I get it. First of all, it's the ugliest name. It's the ugliest name. (laughs) 
New Jersey? Like, no, bro, come on. It just sounds so shitty. But yeah. But damn, you love Jersey City. Okay, but I love it. I love it. But, but that's the thing is, I think when you're when you're East Coast, there is like a little, and it's not just like Tupac and, you know, and, and Biggie, you know? It was like, it's a thing. It's like East Coast. It didn't end with them. That's for damn sure. Right. It's East Coast, New York City versus West Coast, LA. Mm. And when New Yorkers move to LA, sometimes they are like, I love hiking. And then they totally fall into it and become yeah. vegan, which yeah. you already oh, are. That's, so you're already that, halfway there. I hike every day and I'm a vegan. So I am exactly <laughs> who you're talking about. Yep, go ahead. Or do you move out there and you're like, wait a second. Like, it, like LA is the tits to visit, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like... It's so, it's beautiful. The weather's phenomenal. It's mm. like feels like stars and lights and bright. The restaurants are good. I mean, I, yeah. I, I love L.A. Mm. And I even have friends that live there who I adore. Mm. But like they grew up there or they grew up like down south and then moved there and have been there for 15 years and now love it. But like I'm telling you, I lived out there for eight months in college mm. and I never felt more invisible in my entire life. Mm. And then I went back out there to visit friends here and there. And usually it's good. But when I go out there to do like trips for business specifically, I end up crying every single day. And I don't know why. I cannot put my fucking finger on it. I'm like, maybe I'm just like a little bitch baby from New York. Maybe this is like, maybe I'm a small fish, big pond here. And so that's what it is. But like, I'm telling you, there's something. If we could figure this out, Ellie, right now, Mm because you know, everyone that's lived in LA has felt like that. Do you, well, you know, first of all, it's a city where it's it's the city of dreams, right? So, like, there's all these beautiful people out there. Everybody's, yeah. you know, and, and also it's weird because it's all scattered out. So the energy is very weird. So, like, everywhere you go, you don't, like, are you feeling energy? Not really. And, like, what is really what? Until you get to, like, the ocean, you know? So, right. like, energetically, also, there's, like, a desperation in the air. So it's, yes, like, yes. it's like everybody's trying to, like, one-up everybody. Everybody's, like, trying to backstab each other to get to where we need to. Everybody's trying to get that job. So I feel like there's a kind of, like, I don't know. It's just a weird energy there compared to, like, us. We're so used to, like, the city energy, which is, like, and you and I are like that very much yep. so. So I yep. feel like when we go and we go to LA, it's very like we can't vibe with it because that's not really how we work. Yeah, people just think I'm doing cocaine when I go out to LA. Right. They're like, yo, where'd you get the drugs? I'm like, what drugs? They're like, you're on meth, right? I'm like, no, this is just me. God's gift. <laughs> I got I got I got natural, like from God methamphetamine pumping through my blood <laughs> i'm dying bro I'm dying That's but like i will say you know it really it, i mean it's like i can't even imagine like when i was looking at your instagram mm. and i realized like you bit out there for work and i kind of like i i wasn't sure like what was was happening was it popping off or was it not like you never know with la but then when it clicked to me that like you were then had broken up with your boyfriend i thought mm. damn that's really hard to go to LA and then go through a breakup and like be in this industry. That's fucking that, that takes some goddamn, that takes some self-love and some massive courage. So I'm very, I'm, I'm I'm very impressed by you. I am a, I'm so in love with my girlfriend Taylor and I want us to be together forever. But like, I will say, I know I'm codependent and I just, Mm. I've just, I've transferred my codependency throughout my life. Mm. I was codependent on my mom for the majority of my life. Mm. Then I transferred it to husband and Mm. then I transferred it immediately to Taylor. And Mm. I like, it's something that I know it's, you know, it's bad. I need to work on it. And Mm. this idea of like self-love, like I just, I hope that I'm able to like find that self-love 
and like self-acceptance like while being in this relationship with with, with Tay you know what yes. I mean because um, I think that she's the one for me I just you know I don't even know where to begin like how do you mm-hmm. like have you always had self-love no I don't even I didn't even know what self-love was until literally last year <laughs> so wait can you try like i feel like you are a bit of an expert and also by the way guys ellie has a podcast it's called just woke up podcast Mm -hmm. check it out and it's very she talks a lot about this and you know Mm -hmm. spiritual awakenings and you know i i I just think especially during times like this it's so important and damn girl a place like la will get you so down Mm -hmm. that you like you you have nowhere to go but to like yeah to have this inner soul searching, which is actually such a gift. Mm, mm, mm. You know, uh, I, first, so self-love, literally, it's like the idea that you love yourself, right? So what does that mean? Like you love I hate you myself. Mean, right. <laughs> Girl, you, you and I need to talk because I need to get you to a place where you are just praising the hell out of yourself. And by the way, my girlfriend gets really mad at me because like she'll be like, I love this about you. And I'm like, ew, gross. Don't say that. And she's like, Taylor, I, you're going to force me to stop loving you if you don't let me love you. Like, why can't, like, fine, you can be mean to yourself in your head, but when I'm being nice to you, can you just, like, receive it? Yeah. Because when you question me, it hurts my feelings. And I'm yeah. like, and then I'm like, this bitch is crazy. Who likes me? I should get away from her. I'm just you're kidding. Cra- <laughs> you're crazy, literally. I'm aware. You're no, I'm crazy. In, I'm in therapy right now, and I said I have three things I need to work on, and my number one of them is my lack of self-esteem. I'm aware of it. So acknowledging you have a problem is the first step in healing. Yes, so I, absolutely. So I am here before you acknowledging I have a problem, but when people say, like, love yourself, I, I don't even know where the fuck to begin, girl. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, first of all, acknowledging that we all have like so much pain, bro. Like we have so much shame. We have so much stuff that's just like effed us up over the entirety of our lives. And like when you're not healing that and you're not looking deep inside of yourself and figuring out where all of your insecurities root from, what happens is that you start living from a place of all of that. So all that gunk is just like piling on top of each other so every decision every conversation every opinion on yourself comes from that place you know so when you start really looking into yourself and saying okay you know what it's time for me to give a shit about myself because taylor when you are 100 when you are working on yourself and you are really really cherishing who you are and taking the time for yourself and healing old wounds and really uh, start changing your life in this way what happens is other people that you come in contact with are going to be deeply affected by you because of just the way that you're showing up so you show up differently because you are putting yourself first so like what are those like like the top three to four things you can do Mm -hmm. to start showing yourself self-care and love the first thing that i would say is literally like obviously like do the basic stuff like if you love getting a manicure and you feel like that's part of your identity do those things that really feel intrinsically you mm-hmm. those are like that's the basic stuff but for me like meditations really changed the game for me you know just taking 10 15 5 10 15 minutes a day and just silencing your mind and just like start you you literally start just like dropping into levels of just complete peaceness wait ellie when people say the word meditation around me i just like i i I go into a catatonic state like the idea i went to my mom took me to canyon ranch years ago i was Mm. like 18 it was from my high school graduation Mm. and we did like all the classes and so many were meditation yoga and i was just like 
I was like freaked out. Mm-hmm. Like so I clearly I'm a talker. Silence freaks me the fuck out. I yes. don't think I have the capacity to meditate. I think that you have you definitely have the capacity to meditate. And if anyone needs to meditate, it's definitely your ass. That's for, for sure. sure. <laughs> okay. I don't 100%. even know where to begin. Oh, girl, listen, there's the <laughs> I, a great thing right now is like there's this really popular meditation app that's amazing and so fun to use called Headspace. And they're doing Headspace. a lot of things for free right now because of COVID. So I think every day, Taylor, you should challenge yourself to do five minutes and your life will start changing because when you have 10, 15, 20 minutes of just complete peace, of just complete mind, like there's nothing going on. You're just in this state of just hypnotic insanity it's it changes the way that you start functioning it changes your everyday because you're taking the time to like silence the fucking noise that's everywhere so wait so watching the real housewives of beverly hills doesn't count as meditating definitely not definitely (laughs) not that is what we like to call the opposite (laughs) okay so i so i use headspace and it kind of like teaches me and conditions me like it's like 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 it will it will teach me how to do it and then when do you meditate like first thing in the morning like in the middle of the afternoon like just whenever you want yeah so I try to do it twice a day but I do it in the morning and I'll do different kinds of meditation sometimes it'll be 20 minutes sometimes they'll be 15 minutes like this morning I did a 23 minute one and so it's and sometimes when I'm in a panic I just go yo I need to meditate and then I just go deep for like 10-15 minutes and then I'm out I'm like Okay, that was great. I really needed that. Just and what is it like? It's just blank. It's just peace. It's literally there's nothing going on. You're also just, a word I don't understand. <laughs> listen, Taylor, I'm not. I'm pretty like you know extroverted. I'm not like you, but if I could do it, you could do it. Okay. 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 What are two other things that you would you, say you got you need to do? You got to be putting good things in your body, man. You got to be taking care of the body. You know, you got to be moving the body. You got to be making sure. And I understand it's Corona time. Like literally, Taylor. Like when in, in March up until probably April fifteenth, I was eating like shit. I woke up every morning with stomach ache after stomach ache. It was just awful, right? And I was just like, dude, I gotta change my life. So for the past eleven days, I've been doing like intermittent fasting. I've been doing like workout, even if it's 20, 30 minutes, like just to move your body. And I drink this lemon cayenne um apple cider drink every morning. Dude, I do intermittent fasting. Did I say that? So I don't, yeah. I, I stop eating at 8 p.m. and I start eating at 12 p.m. the next day. Okay. And I feel amazing. <laughs> and then during intermittent fasting, because when I hear something like that, I think, how can I cheat the system? So like right. you, you can eat like total shit, whatever you want in between or no, not? No, of course not. You shouldn't be eating like total <laughs> shit. You should be eating like what you would normally eat during those hours. And then that's it. Girl, not to make you barf, but like, cause I know you're vegan and everything. And this is like the grossest thing you can say to a vegan, but like, I've been living off of meatloaf. <laughs> Who's been making meatloaf? You? Me. Oh, you've been, okay. <laughs> what do you eat the meatloaf with? You want me to tell you the ingredients? No, no. What do you eat it with? Just that. It's a one-stop shop meal, girl. That's why I love it. You got your veggies in it. You got your carb. You got saltine crackers. You got your dairy. You got your Velveeta cheats. Does that even count as dairy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like more like a, like an artificial product, but Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not I'm not I'm not doing great. Okay, so the so yes, you need to you need to eat well. Yeah. Drink lots of water and move your body. Yeah. Also, you need to start really looking 
and asking yourself why okay so for example like i'm going through because i'm empty inside and i don't know why well we need to go deep into that we need to really figure out why that's going on and i'm i'm telling you taylor if there's anybody that could really i can see you just blossoming from this work because i think that you're already a such a powerful being that when you really get a hold of yourself and you start healing and discovering yourself you're gonna be fucking unstoppable like unstoppable you know what when you just said that i got excited but then i in- immediately got so scared do you think that maybe this just comes from like a fear like people always talk about a fear yes. of success yes which i'm like i know that phrase but i don't really know what the fuck that means and mm-hmm. i will actually say i think my dad is this mm-hmm. and i think i got it from him because mm-hmm. my dad is so brilliant mm-hmm. and he, he achieves so much in his life and it's almost like i sometimes feel like he won't get out of his own fucking way for things and i and I, it's easier to like see it for, with somebody else, right? And I'm like, Dad, do you have fear of success? Because we got all these great ideas for you. They are a hundo p mm-hmm. gonna like fire off, mm-hmm. and you're just being like, no, mm-hmm. for no reason. Mm-hmm. What is what is that? That idea of a fear of success? I mean, where I mean, does listen, it come from? listen, Taylor, you grew up watching your father. You know, so whatever his fears is, whatever his limiting beliefs are, those are all going to be reflected on you for sure. So when you're walking a Roman around the earth and you're doing things that you've seen your father do, you're coming from that place because that's what you know. Right. You know, I do. I, 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 I think I have a very subtle subconscious fear of success, but I think I also have a fear. Maybe it's something like, you know, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. How about that? I'm just sitting here holding my breath, waiting for it to all go away. And well, like, what a well, crazy wh- way to live. So, 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 okay. So, so let's start. So start from the first question that you just asked me from the beginning. Well, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> your, your fear of success. Yes. Yes. So your the question is, why do I have a fear of success? Right? Because I'm an idiot. Who would be scared of no, success? Isn't that what we're all no, trying no, no, to do? No. You're not an idiot at all. So do you feel like because you saw your father growing up and having that fear of success, do you think that when that happens to you, do you immediately think about him? I actually don't. Maybe I'm just projecting onto maybe I'm maybe I have a fear of success because I don't really think I deserve it. But why do you not think that you deserve it? Because I am you know, I, what I do have, and this is definitely from growing up and watching my dad, mm-hmm. he, it, like, it's always, like, harder. Like, work harder, mm-hmm. exercise harder, be mm-hmm. better. Like, it's like, and when he would hit that goal, he would challenge himself to the next one. It was like he was always leveling up. Mm-hmm. So so he was never allowing himself to enjoy his accomplishments. I see. So, mm-hmm. so I think that, that, that there's something there where it's like, like, I even if I am working hard, it's not hard enough. Mm-hmm. Push more, push there harder, like, be better. There you go. There you go. And you're not, you're not taking full advantage of the victories. You're just having them as passing moments kind of thing. Like, I remember when I first, this is very indicative. And I love my dad. I want to be clear on this. I'm not like, this isn't yeah, like a shit course, on dad's no. session. This oh is God. like, th- what this is, is this is generational. This is a passed yes, down thing. Ab- like, he absolutely. learned it in his family and he did it absolutely. to himself. And then he subconsciously did it to me. Exactly. But when and I tell Taylor, you, real quick, we have to remember too, they did the best that they could with yes, what they had. Always. Yes. But I remember when I got my radio show at Sirius. So mm. I get this radio show for cosmo magazine right Mm -hmm. it's national we have this like launch party howard stearns and like the fucking radio next door which is like out of control i'm interviewing at this time was a big deal natasha (laughs) beddingfield 
I interviewed um, Chris Brown, who was not a scary asshole at this time. Yeah. So he was he was like the world's most talented kid at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like an incredible thing. And I, I my parents got a hotel room and I slept with them like the night before in the hotel room because I was scared I wouldn't wake up to my alarm because it was like early morning radio. Mm-hmm. And they came and everybody was dressed up and it was so fun. And then afterwards, like, you know, like the editor-in-chief of Cosmos was there. It was amazing. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And I went out for a celebratory lunch with my parents. My mom was just like mouth agape, like so happy. And my dad was like, so when are you going to get a TV show? And I was like, wow. And actually, I, I haven't really told that story that often. And wow. it's not because it's a secret. I've told it maybe a couple times before. But like, it, it, it's something that I don't really think about often. But it's very indicative of like, wow. And I remember thinking, like, can I just do the radio show for a while? But it's like, yeah. that's my dad. Like, you yeah. know, my, my dad was the first person in his family to go to college. He went yeah. to Harvard. Mm-hmm. You know, he went to medical school. He opened his own fucking practice. Like, the man is incredible. Mm-hmm. And he has incredibly high expectations for himself. And therefore, same with his children. It's mm-hmm. not to say that my dad's not proud of me. It's just that he's always going to push us the way he pushed himself. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, it was like, okay, so now that I got the radio thing, it's like, well, what's next? And then it's like, so that's, that's, that boom. That's mm-hmm. where it comes from. This, mm-hmm. like... And when you're always thinking what's next and I'm not good enough, that's probably what leads to a little bit of emptiness and insecurity. Mm-hmm, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Girl, we're going deep right now, okay? Fucking shit! Do I have to deep. send you $250 for therapy after this? <laughs> I'm dying, bro. No, but seriously, Taylor, like, and, and you know, that's when you have to start reprogramming for yourself. Like, you know, now that you acknowledge that that's where it stems from, that that's that fear that you have that came from that place, you have to know, oh, that's not my story. And you got to break generational like habits and patterns and all this stuff, because you don't want to be carrying that down forever down that road. Do you get what I'm saying? No. no. Yeah. And I think that that's our job in our families. Like everybody has baggage. Everybody has hangups. It's our job. Each generation, right? They always say like, if like your great, 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 great grandfather was like totally batshit crazy, mm-hmm. like you're just like medium crazy. Like it gets better with each generation. Hopefully. Yeah. If, if people involved are self-aware enough to say like, so that happened to my family. I'm going to change that. So there was things mm-hmm. that happened in my dad's life that he totally changed and mm-hmm. redirected. Mm-hmm. And so now it's my job to take on like the extra baggage he came with and redirect it in my next, you know, yes. in, in, in my generation. Yes. Yes. Speaking of generations and parents, Ellie, so mm-hmm. you're in LA yeah. shit's crazy you're doing all the self-work and then yeah. fucking quarantine hits and then yeah. you're like i'm gonna go so why did you decide to go home to new jersey to quarantine so my brother came to stay with me in la because i wasn't doing well emotionally like i was yeah. a mess i was just like felt really lost i felt really alone i like it was a mess so he came to stay with me and then that's when uh covid really started hitting la and then he got the notice while he was with me that the whole office is working from home from his New York office. So I was like, okay, what's going on? That's when I started being like, okay, what's going on? And then yeah. when the NBA shut down, I think I feel like that's really when LA was like, oh, this is real. And yep. so that's when everything started shutting down. So he was with me already. And my parents were like, why don't you guys just come together? And like, that was a risk, obviously. But they were like, we don't care. We'd rather have the family together. So I was like, okay. Right. So my ex has my dog. And so we came down here. So I've been here for over, a month and how is that majority is good I think like you know we all recognize that we'll never have this time together again where the five of us are in this household but on you know the other hand I mean you know it's family (laughs) I know I know I know my 
parents tried to get me and my girlfriend to go there and trick us into being stuck with, with that in quarantine. We didn't take the bait. Damn. Um, but um, no, I mean, if we were in our apartment in New York City that we were in before we moved to, and we had moved to Jersey City, I would have definitely gone stay with either Tay's family or my mm. family. Mm. Um, but I will say it is. It's like we love our families, right? But like family dynamics are strong, man. And yeah. they they come back in a hard way. Like, are you like, are you like living your 16-year-old self life Girl, again? I'm having flashbacks. Okay. <laughs> I'm like breaking out in cold sweats. I'm like, where I'm like, what's going on right now? Because I am 33 years old and what what's going on right now? So it's been a lot of those moments, but you know what? like a lot of people just want to hug their mom because they're living alone in their apartment. And so there's a lot to be grateful for. And, you know, I am very grateful for this time. I really am. Well, Ellie, I'm really proud of you. I mean, I, I, I adore you. You know, I'm a huge fan of yours. I love you. And I was so sad when you moved to L.A., but I was so excited because you had to do you, boo-boo. Yes. And, you know, what's the plan after quarantine and stuff? Are you going to go back to L.A. and do the damn thing? I'm going to go back to L.A. I'm going to figure it out because who the F knows what our industry is going to look like for a little bit. But, you know, you know, what what you got to do, we just got to keep trekking on. Well, girl, I believe in you more. Like, I mean, I think you are so special and anything I can do to help you let me know, because I mean, I'm telling you now is the time. Now is the time for 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 talent. The. The industry is shifting and changing. Some of some people are behind it and supporting it, and other companies are freaked out about it because they don't get to have like five guys, usually white, mm-hmm. in their fucking suits, telling mm-hmm. you you're not you're good and you're not good. Right. It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's, Art is subjective. Who yeah. the fuck? Who who gets to sit on their throne and just make all these decisions? It's too much power yeah. over you know basically an entire industry. And I just feel like I mean. And not to be like, you know, time's up, but time's fucking up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's done. The old mm-hmm. way is over. Mm-hmm. I really believe like, I think that now's the time for talent to really be able Step to up. be in control of their own destiny yeah, and let you. the audience decide, I you know, you. I agree with you. as it should be. Yeah. Um, well, you can also, I'm so happy you're doing your podcast. So tell us a little bit, a little bit about your podcast. So the podcast is just woke up and it's just about, it's, I call it like a one-on-one into the spiritual awakening. So it's just interviews with all these people and their stories of how they got to where they, where they are now spiritually. And it's just, it's just crazy stories and it's just crazy ways to live and how to elevate your life and start living from a place of uh, abundance and just love and wanting more for yourself and, you know, knowing that you're limitless. And so I got amazing people on it. You know, I, I get really real on it and I say some, you know. Listen, I got something to say. So we, we, we do, it's, it's a lot of that. And so I just want people to feel inspired and like know that they're not alone, that like we're in the shitter all together. And all everyone's trying to do is find love and peace within themselves and, and, and chase joy, you know? So yeah. uh, let's go. Uh, that, and so I'm trying to do my part in doing that. So that's what the podcast is about. And it's called Just Woke Up Podcast with Ellie Lee. You guys follow Ellie on social media at Ellie Y. J. No. Jay Lee. Sorry, yeah. my, my eyes just went crossed. At Ellie YJ Lee. And that's on Instagram. That's on TikTok. Yeah. And you fucking around with Twitter still? Nah, yeah, I'm Ellie Lee on TikTok. I'm just Ellie Lee on, on Twitter. Okay. Do Ellie you do? You, you've been doing a lot of Twitter. Uh, I did, and then I fell off. But you're I, was st- do- I was just doing the Twitter for the Instagram. Post, sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I get it. Um, Dude, Hannah blew up because Hannah Burner, dude, she is just wow. Wow. 
unfucking stoppable. Damn. You know, yeah. right? That's Crazy. that's the competitor in her, you know? Uh, yeah, that's a tennis player. That's a tennis player in her. Um, true. You, you know, you and I, our generation is different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Ellie, I fucking love you. You love guys, you. thank you so much for joining us today. Ellie, thank you so much for joining. I'm definitely going to be a guest on your podcast. Yes, yes, absolutely. Again, Just Woke Up podcast. Good luck with me, Ellie. I'll do my best to be spiritual, but you know. It's going to be great. I'm it's going to be great. I'm a, I'm a big old mess, but you can just dissect the shit out of me. Yes, okay? I, let's do I it. I come in open naked and vulnerable yeah okay guys that's it for us this week uh make sure to rate review and subscribe share this with your friends follow me on instagram at taylor strecker that's it we'll be back next week with another great podcast bye girl bye